Today we're going to, to continue the resurrection story. If you have your Bibles or your phones, please turn to Luke 24. Luke 24, and we're going to begin with the 13th verse. Now that same day, meaning the day of resurrection, what we call Easter Sunday, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked alongside them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked them, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem that does not know these things that have happened these last few days? What things? Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what's more, it's the third day since all of this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Jesus said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah, the Christ, have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going on farther. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and then opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and said, It is true! The Lord has risen! And he has appeared to Simon. Then the, told, the two told them what had happened on the way and how they recognized Jesus when he broke the bread. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, these, these two had been in Jerusalem a whole week. They'd been there for the Passover feast. They'd been there when the, the crowds were welcoming Jesus coming into Jerusalem, riding in on a donkey. They were part of that crowd that was shouting, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
They were also part of that crowd that soon, in a few days later, would be crying, crucify, crucify him. Those guys observed the horrible execution, the crucifixion. They saw, probably walked with, as the the body was taken to that borrowed tomb. And that morning then, Easter, what we call Easter resurrection morning, they recognized the fact that that tomb was empty. They had a deep yearning now to try to figure out what was going on. Hmm. But their unbelief, their hopelessness, their despair kept them from seeing. Did you hear that? Because I can put myself right in that place. Because sometimes I allow myself to fall into a pit of hopelessness, of despair, of doubt, or of fear. And I believe in that moment that's why they couldn't see. Because their world had been shaken. Their idea of who Jesus was has changed. You see, back in verse 19, if you caught it, when Jesus said, well, tell me more about that, they said, the guy, Jesus, was a prophet. See, it wasn't very long ago that they had claimed him truly to be Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. But their faith had been shaken. They were thinking that Jesus was the guy who was going to redeem Israel, to redeem the nation, to, to be the Savior of an earthly, to be an earthly king. So everything was shaken and what they had believed was not happening the way they thought it would happen. They were afraid. They were doubtful. They had fallen into despair because things had not happened the way they expected them to happen. Perhaps in all of their, their study of Hebrew scriptures, they had missed or glossed over the prophecies because it was all there. And I know they had to be uh, guys that just studied those Hebrew scriptures. So they knew the scripture, but they didn't focus on anything other than that third day. Now, the third day, the resurrection was important, but when it didn't happen the way they thought it was going to happen, everything fell through. I think they did not see Jesus on that road to Emmaus because they did not expect to see Jesus. How many of us are in that same place? Perhaps we're not feeling close to Jesus right this morning because we aren't expecting to meet him here. We aren't expecting to see Jesus. I believe that when we are in a a season of what I call wilderness or dryness or when our faith has been shaken, when our world has been turned upside down, when we're full of doubt and despair or disillusionment, when we are caught in fear, when life changes and it's not like we in any way, shape, or form expected it, sometimes we don't look for Jesus because we don't expect to find him. I tell you what, I'm just here this morning to say that we need to be filled with expectancy. We need to remember that Jesus is with us. I have a feeling that God is saying us, would you just open your eyes? Would you just open? 
open your eyes. Look for Jesus. He is risen. He's alive. The tomb is empty. I celebrate what we just sang. Death is arrested. And when that happened, my, our life began. In our darkest hours, we desire answers, just like the guys walking on that seven-mile road from Jerusalem to Emmaus. They were trying to figure it out. They were in desperate need of answers. They had forgotten that Jesus is the answer. Their eyes were close to him, and he was walking right with them. So I say to you this morning... Open your eyes. Look around. Where, where is Jesus revealing himself to you? How is he trying to get your attention? Because I believe this story is especially powerful. Powerful, yes, because it, it, it gives us the true witness to his bodily resurrection. But more than that, it helps us understand that he shows up and continues to show up. Through his word and through the breaking of the bread. It wasn't until Jesus said, hey, remember, you, you learned this, you know this. This is what it said in scripture all throughout, from Moses to every prophet that came after him. Everything in scripture was leading to this day. It wasn't when Jesus helped them understand. It wasn't until they heard the scriptures again that they could see. And then truly it was in the breaking of the bread. Reminiscent not only of that feeding of the multitude, but reminiscent more profoundly of that upper room, that Passover meal. You know, scholars say that Luke wrote this from 50 to 80 years after it happened. And I believe that the readers back then were probably saying, oh man, we missed it. If only we could have been there to see Jesus in bodily form. Then we would know it's the truth. Well, I have a sense that Luke really wrote in detail to help us understand that yes, it's about bodily resurrection, but so much more important than that is that Jesus revealed himself, and I will say continues to reveal himself through the scriptures and through the breaking of the bread. This story is all about our personally experiencing Jesus. You see, it's not an old story that doesn't have any meaning for us. The resurrection and that story of Jesus and the, the disciples, those guys on the road, eyes being opened, it has everything to do with how we're supposed to live our lives today. Through that story, we're reminded that our hearts really can burn within us just like theirs did. We can personally experience Jesus. It's through his word. It's through our worship. It's through our study it's through prayer, and it's through our expecting that Jesus is here with us. And being filled with expectancy, when we walk in those doors and we get ready to worship, 
It's our giving our best to God, expecting that he is here waiting for us. Expecting that his spirit will move within us and among us. I think we need to step it up a bit with our expecting. Because often we come in, yes, we just celebrated the, the, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. But then, well, we kind of put it aside like that happened last week. Well, let me tell you, friends, we've got to live like we believe in a risen Savior. It makes all the difference in the world to who we are and how we go about our life. I truly believe that what the natural eyes cannot see, the Holy Spirit will reveal to us. If we are willing, if, as the words were used this morning, if we are open to trying to get a glimpse of an understanding of how much Jesus loves us, of what he did for us. I am full of expectancy today because I know that Jesus is here. I want us to worship in such a way to worship our risen Savior, to allow the Holy Spirit to work and move among us. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to feel to you pers- for you personally. But my prayer, my hope, my deepest desire for you and for me this morning is that we can have a personal experience with the risen Christ. It's not some old story that happened a long time ago. Yes, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit and because of God revealing God's self to us, we can experience that same joy, that same excitement this morning. Whatever your situation, it can be moved from what those guys experienced, a lack of understanding, a lack of recognition, to one of, recognition that Jesus is here to one of belief to one of joy to one of being reminded that you are never alone that whatever your road to Emmaus looks like right now Jesus is walking right beside you and Jesus is saying I've got more for you to understand about me would you just open your eyes would you open your heart to to more of me would you be in communion with me Would you be in deep relationship with me? Because I do want to reveal to you how how deep and how wide and how high and how whatever else that last descriptor was. His love for us. That's what he wants us to experience this morning. So as we go into worship, will you open up? Will you expect to experience Jesus? And allow the Holy Spirit to work. Let's pray. I just pray, Jesus, that that you would stay with us. We acknowledge your presence here through your powerful spirit. And we just need you to stay with us. We need you to be a part of our lives. We need you to... Fill us and take over those places where doubt and despair are overwhelming us. Or the sadness or the emptiness, the fear, the anxiety, God. All those things that are taking us. We ask you, Jesus, 
through this worship, through our, our grasping of your scriptures, and through this holy sacrament, you would reveal yourself to us in a most powerful and personal way. Jesus, we love you. We don't want to leave this place the same way we came in. So do a mighty work within us through the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray in your name, Jesus. You are our Savior, our Messiah, the risen Lord. Amen.